New Braunfels. Welcome to the Best to Worst podcast, where we look at the best in New Braunfels and the worst. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at the most expensive project in New Braunfels history. What made the puppy sign stop spinning and run away? And finally, there's a new trail in town. Well, if you don't know me, my name is Ryan, and I am here with my co-host, Nicole. Hey, everybody. How are you doing today, Nicole? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Well, we are in episode 19 of this this little thing we're doing, I guess you could say. So it's uh, it's rocking and rolling here. Um, but we're going to dive into some of those stories. So without further ado, let's let's take a little uh, a little zippity doodah about um, <laughs> the Zip Sports Complex. Nicole, what do you have for us with that? Wow, let me tell you, it's <laughs> one expensive sports complex i think they have some big big plans uh, for zip yes so it, I, I think it's one of the i know it's one of the most expensive undertakings that new Braunfels has ever done so uh it's it's been a long time in the making mm-hmm. so it it's has. been about a decade it's been about a decade a long time coming they finally broke ground on it i I've heard a bunch of different amounts of money. It's been anywhere from 40 to $50 million. So we'll see what it ends up being when it's all said and done. Uh, they are on phase one right now, and they are getting money from a lot of different places. Um, it, a lot of it is donated, uh, some of it, you know, from different uh, uh, places, the economic development um foundation is giving some uh, the Texas parks uh, and wildlife department um, is donating some $750,000. So that that's a big chunk. But when you're talking $50 mm-hmm. million, I mean, but it, I mean, it's still nice to have uh, some of the land was donated by the zip family, uh, 25 acres, it will be 150 acres when it's all said and done. Uh, so that is a pretty substantial uh, thing. The city bought land right next to it <clears throat> as well. That's how it started out. It uh, it'll be there off of Klein Road. Uh, and what else? Who else did? are they getting money from? I mean, you know, just a bunch of different mm-hmm. areas. Somehow they managed to find $3.5 million somewhere in the city. So it's always nice when you can find some some change like that right. uh, laying around. I wish I could find that in my budget um, just when you need it. Uh, but that's nice to have. Uh, so that's a, a pretty big thing. So the, in this phase one, when they broke ground, um, it's going to have, uh, let's see, in phase one, it will have, let's see here, four baseball fields, four softball fields. Um, it's going to have, let's see, what else did they say it would have? Some, um, they're going to do their drainage in it in this phase one. It's going to have um, some regular, it's going to have four soccer fields and uh, they're going to put some bathrooms in. It's also going to have uh, some uh, turf and some artificial turf and some regular turf. And um, after it's all said and done, it's going to have a a lot of things. I think they're they're really thinking um, long term on this and it's going to have um, the they want to have competition sports fields. So I think they're going to start using this for um, club teams and things. uh, And they're going to 
start using some of that, uh, their hotel tax on this. So I think that they will be able to use it for tourism dollars to um, hopefully uh, bring more people to our town mm -hmm. um, in an already uh, crowded place. So we'll have to dig into that. Also, some of the money, this was done originally through a bond um, and through voter um you know, the bond money back a decade ago. Long, so, long time ago, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. back in 2013. Wow. Um, so that's when this started. So it took a long time to get off the ground. So uh, I don't know. It, it's an odd place. I know that um, they did yeah. it because the land was donated, but it just seems like where they put it, where they chose to put it was an odd place. Yeah, remind me, where the where is the location again so everyone knows? So it's on it's on Klein. It's um on the corner of Klein and FM ten forty four. Okay. Uh, so so when you when you're going out um Klein Road there and you come to the dead end at ten forty four, it's kind of right there. Yeah. Which there are a ton of new subdivisions out that way, right down Klein Road. Yes. So right. Yeah. So fifteen million dollars of it is going to be from the New Braunfels Economic Development Corporation, and ten million of it um, is what's coming from the twenty nineteen bond. So it it actually, um, uh, even though it started in twenty thirteen, ten million dollars of it is coming from the twenty nineteen bond. So mm -hmm. that's kind of weird. Wow. Yeah. And how much do you know how much the bond was in twenty thirteen? for it or was it like a um, it was a park spawn right there was a bunch of stuff in it it was kinda... yeah that's how they purchased the land for okay. it from that bond but i'm not sure what um how much money came from that and i know that the city gave an additional 3.5 million funding um from the economic development corporation just recently when they did uh the groundbreaking and i think that was for irrigation because um it had gone over you know and things because there was mm -hmm. a budget deficit and, um, you know, people are starting to talk about having concerns, um, you know, inflation, you know, things go up. Uh, mm -hmm. And the, a lot of this, unfortunately, is uh, things you're not going to see because like irrigation and, you know, you don't see that, you know, it's not nice new like bench seats or, you know, things like uh, dugouts or things like that. It's going to be things in the ground, you know, like rainwater collection or you know just things that you're not really going to see it's going to have nice supposedly nice parking areas landscaping for 10 sports fields irrigation mm -hmm. turf you know planting but how much really plants can they have i mean right unless they have i mean you can't water so hopefully you know they put all native plants in and stuff like that but uh, i mean it, it's a great project yeah. i understand where they're coming from but i don't know it's just we'll see what's, so what ends up I did a little a little cost breakdown, okay? So uh -huh. there's a similar size facility in San Antonio. And this is where I'm trying to wrap my head around this whole thing, okay? Right. They're building a facility in San Antonio that was, this was approved back in 2019, I think it was. At the time, it was $6.2 And that included 15 fields. So $6.2 compared to $40 million for roughly about the same size of amenities, I don't think they have uh -huh. baseball fields at this one, but it's it's mainly mm -hmm. soccer and different uh, pickleball, a bunch of different things. So inflation adjusted, that's about about seven point five million. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's the one that kind of caught me off guard. Okay. Mm -hmm. In twenty, I think this was in twenty fifteen. Okay. Toyota Field, you know that big field on thirty five in San Antonio, and the Star Car Star uh, Soccer Complex. Uh, was sold to the city 
And I think at the time it was sold for, I have the inflation adjusted number, but I think at the time it was like $20 million. Okay. And inflation adjusted today, that'd be like 27 million. And you're talking about an entire soccer stadium that already has a uh, minor league soccer team at it and a star soccer complex, which is the, it's like the South Texas regional something uh, complex, which right. brings in tournaments that are, I mean, upwards of 3,500 uh, players. Right. So, and this is more than that. I mean, what are we getting out of this? That's crazy to me. I, I, it, I don't know. Um, it is very interesting. You know, uh, it, like I said, it's going to take this, just this first phase is going to take uh, 15 months and it's only going to have four baseball, four softball, four soccer. Mm-hmm. It's going to have parking and drainage, and that's going to take 15 months. And then when the entire thing is completed, it's just going to have soccer. It's going to have lacrosse. Is okay. there a demand for that? I'm sorry. I That's what I was just going to say. I'm from Dallas. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now. They play lacrosse in Dallas, but I, I don't know about lacrosse here. Now, maybe they're hoping that they're going to have a big boom for lacrosse here at some point. But mm-hmm. I don't I just don't see that happening, you know, right yeah. now. And um, I don't know. This isn't Austin. This isn't Dallas. This isn't, you know, this is Hill Country. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should have like some equestrian, you know, part of it or or some cattle roping or something. You know, maybe that would go over better lacrosse. I don't know. Yeah, that's so interesting. Have baseball fields, softball fields, disc golf. Disc golf I can get behind. I mean, I can see that, you know. They're going to have pickleball and they're going to have volleyball. And it's going to be sand volleyball. That's fine. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the park will also have walking trails, batting cages, a splash pad. They're going to have a playground. They're going to have picnic tables. They're going to have an amphitheater. And they're going to have some retail amenities. Okay. It's a sports park. What I mean, what kind of retail amenities are they going to have? I mean, are they talking like food? Concession stand? You know, Was that what that kind of means? Yeah. Are they going to? concession stands unless they're going to put like a plate against sports or you know which would be ideal you know in case somebody needs you know oh my I left my cleats at home or mm-hmm. you know my kid outgrew you know his baseball bat or yeah. something like that I can see that being a you know something working out like that yeah that would be awesome that's a win-win situation for a small business or you know something happening like that but um what kind of retail amenities are they going to put there? I mean, it just doesn't, I, I don't know what they're trying to, to, to make here. Yeah. That's, you know? that's just a lot of money for, for what now, it is quite honestly. If, so if they wanted to have dedicated where they can do pickleball, where you can have um, pickleball, where they can have teams that can play seasonally, you know, for adult uh, community, you know, teams, and they want to have volleyball, um, you know, adult volleyball so that they can play all year long where they can play indoor and outdoor depending on the weather. Mm-hmm. And they make money off of that, you know, like leagues, um, which they do in other cities. And they want to do, you know, adult softball leagues and they want to do adult baseball leagues and things like that where they're constantly making money for the city. It's not a lot of money, but at least it's income coming in, you know, until these tournaments get going then that's at least a plan but i don't even see that in this yeah it's uh man 
it's a lot of money. I know originally, oh yeah, it wasn't that big of a, a cost. And then it just kept on adding up. And I know they've had a lot of issues with this particular lot as well, because there's a lot of grading from my understanding that needs to happen. And um, that's expensive. Yeah. And it's big time grading issues that have happened over there. So um, yeah. <laughs> it seems like sometimes they get an idea and it's a good idea and it's somebody's swan song and you know they want to leave a legacy for the city and it's awesome that the zips donated this property and that's a really nice thing and but it, when you start running into problem after problem after problem and the bills start you know stacking up and you have to keep going to different places for the money and everything maybe look at a different location or maybe look at a different thing and say you know this is still a great idea but maybe let's not make it so expensive and let's move it someplace else. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, when I had to compare it against the uh, Toyota field cost, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> how is that possible? Yeah. That is crazy. We could have built this huge stadium and had instant right. economy boost come into our economy. But yeah, instead we're going to yeah, build this. have a minor league baseball team for that amount of money or something, yeah, you know? exactly. Something. I mean, we can do a minor league lacrosse team, right? That would work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's have a minor league rugby team while we're at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Nicole, are you any final thoughts? Are you going to get us the best in New Braunfels, worst you know, in New Braunfels? I, I coached high school sports for a long time. I love sports. I really do love sports. And just the deeper I get into this and look at it, the deeper I just think in this form, no, I, I want this to happen. I just, I want. I just really want it under a bigger magnifying glass and go. What the heck is going on here? I, yeah. I just. It leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Not. Not the sports complex itself. Just in this form. Yeah. Yeah. The cost. Yeah. The cost related around it is just something I cannot. I can't get behind. Yeah. I just can't do it. So. That's just crazy. Yeah, and especially I mean, yeah. How many? Yeah. We could have another one and a half libraries whoa don't go crazy then <laughs> yeah. with our expensive libraries per, per se so yeah yeah but yeah yeah definitely a uh a worst of new brothels yeah, for me it just down. it just doesn't it's just not going to bring in the economy boost that they're looking for and i understand yeah. there it, there's a need for it in the community and they want it but yeah at some point though too you have to let private businesses open those fields and rent those fields out too if they wanted to do that if that's truly a need so I think our money could be put someplace else and, you know, I don't know. I, I We need it. We need something like this, just not this one like this. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, let's talk about science spinners. You want to talk about science spinners? Yeah. They make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> no, but uh, so for basically since August, like 2021, I think it was right around summertime 2021, They've had sign spinners in front of like the uh, the marketplace there for this little place called Puppyland, and once Puppyland went in, oh, there was a huge uproar, <laughs> and there was a huge backing, and I, f I don't even know what the name of the group was, but they basically started uh, protesting. They started coming to city council, and they were upset that there's a, a puppy place in town that's basically selling puppies, and they didn't know where these puppies are from and on top of that they are bringing in they're selling basically puppies that are supposedly breeder licensed puppies 
and I don't know all the terminology, so I forgive me if I'm getting this incorrect, anyone, but they were saying, okay, well, these puppies can technically be adopted and then someone can't afford them and they take them back to the shelter and in the long term it's going to fill up our our, our local shelters here <clears throat> so the residents started speaking out of city council meetings uh eventually the city decided to put together an ordinance and kind of talk to both sides and say okay what are the pros what are the cons of this what can is there some place we can kind of meet in the middle per se so uh, eventually the residents wanted to, they didn't want this place there and they they decided to create an ordinance that would basically say okay if you are going to sell puppies in new braunfels in the city limits they have to be from an actual uh shelter or i think what was the other name they said it was a shelter or an animal welfare like organization a private 501c organization and outside of that, you cannot sell puppies from breeders. So in October 2022, that was passed uh, from a four to three vote from city council. And it gave the puppy place part of the ordinance was it gave them about a year to basically uh, either adopt to those guidelines or get out of town. And this last October was a year and they decided to get out of town. <clears throat> So there's no money in it. Yeah, there's not. So I I kind of see both sides of it. We've we've there's quotes kind of from both sides. Our former mayor Rusty Brockman said, he "Isn't like government telling business what they can and cannot sell," which is interesting because that's kind of city council is always approving different zonings and everything else and telling businesses what they can and cannot do. But that's kind of the side of it. It's like, okay, well, yeah, they shouldn't be able to, but if the citizens don't want that here, they have a voice as well. And that's part of a, a, a democratic republic as well. So, um, so yeah, the puppy place has got it out of town and they have actually they basically just picked up shop and they moved on to uh, Leon Valley and, and San Antonio area. And I'm assuming they're going to have kind of a similar, who knows if they'll have a similar push there or what's going to go on there. But this place, I mean, they have, uh, I think, four different locations across the country, which is, I try to find more information about the puppy land place, but they have a place in Washington, they have one in Georgia, and they have one in Idaho, and they have one in Texas. So they say they get their uh, puppies from licensed breeders. The biggest problem from what I understand with the whole licensed breeders is the USDA actually doesn't necessarily do any checks or anything on those licensed breeders. So there's no way to truly tell whether these puppies are coming from licensed breeder breeders or whether they're coming from puppy mills. So that was another one of the arguments that was kind of uh, kind of brought up. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, the sign spinner's gone. I kind of missed that dude. <laughs> Here's the thing about um, that reputable breeders will never let their puppies be sold out of a store. So that's first and foremost. The second thing is those types of places prey on people it's it's a it's a form of usury in the fact that 
they financed those people at a very high finance rate, an extremely high finance rate. Mm -hmm. Um, And those puppies were ridiculously priced at six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars. Yeah. And they took advantage of the people who walked through those doors. And a lot of those dogs were ill. And not only did the people pay that amount of money, which they weren't forced to, but they did. And then they had extremely high vet bills on top of it because the puppies were sick. And and some of them died even mm-hmm. due to their illnesses. And um, But back to the breeding part, I mean, people don't do a lot of research. They go in, they see a cute puppy, they are in the moment, and then they decide, oh, I want this puppy, and they buy it, and they finance it, and then they have a sick puppy, and then they're even in more debt, and then their dog dies, and it's, you know, to me, it's just sad. Instead instead of just doing research, then um, instead of just doing research about, you know, what type of dog it is or getting the dog or where these dogs are sourced from. They just take the person's word for it or the place's word for it that, you know, these dogs come from highly reputable breeders and that, you know, mm-hmm. the dog is is a, a safe dog to buy and everything when that's really not the case. Because if they had done the research, they would realize that when you buy a dog from a breeder, it comes with a contract and the contract from reputable breeders from the AKC state that if something is wrong with the dog and the dog is ill, that the, or if you, for whatever reason, you're no longer able to keep the dog at any age, reputable breeders will take the dog back and they do not want their dogs to end up in a shelter Mm. for that exact reason. And pet stores that sell dogs or cats or whatever don't do that. Right. This dog, you know, if you went to one of these stores five years from now and said, oh, I can't keep this dog anymore. They would say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But a breeder would take the dog back from you because they don't want their dogs ending up Mm -hmm. in a shelter. No, that's a good point. Yeah. And so it's unfortunate (laughs) that they have places like that. And, you know, I understand when a dog gets out, unfortunately, your fence falls down or whatever you, you you know, things happen, your dog gets out the front door and you chase it and, you know, things do happen and your dog gets lost. It might not be microchipped, whatever. It ends up in the shelter and that's, that's an issue. Um, And you, you know, what you can't find your dog, you look for your dog, somebody picks it up in the car, takes it to another city over, two cities over, three cities over, thinking they're doing the right thing and, or they keep your dog and don't take it to a shelter and you lose your dog. So you, you, your dog might end up in a shelter and you don't find your dog and you're not reunited with your dog. There are reasons your dog ends up in a shelter, but people who just, you know, like this, that just breed and breed and breed and, and our shelters are full, you know, if you want a dog, you should probably look in a shelter first. So having them pass this law that the puppy places should, if you're going to sell dogs should sell from a shelter first. Um, I think that's probably a good thing. I don't I don't think people should probably profit thousands and thousands and thousands right. of dollars. Yeah, and and looking at that 
to Nicole. It's like, okay, um, I'm having some data here. They're basically animals that, that have been taken into the Comal County shelters. This is from 2021 to 2022. There was about 1,500 animals dropped off at the shelter from 21 to 22. And that's for our county that has a population of about 177,000 uh, people in it. If you look at Hayes County, that number's almost half that, which is about 769 uh, animals that were dogs that were dropped off. And their population is less than ours. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Their population is more than ours. More. Their population is oh, about a quarter million. Yeah. So there's obviously a lot of animals at these shelters, a lot of dogs at these shelters. And I think that needs to be the focus is getting them out of those shelters. Yeah. And if I think if too, like we don't even have, you know, we need to help our animal shelter here in New Braunfels. I mean, every all cities do. I think it should really be something that they talk about in schools. I think it's really something that, um, you know, animal husbandry and and also how you take care of your your pets at home and things like that you know things that are acceptable things that um that you do with your pet you know you don't abandon them you don't you know get a pet and then you know oh i i can't take it with me when i move i can't i can't keep my animal because i've had a baby i can't you know these are excuses why people get rid of their dogs you know um and and I think if they, if you teach your kids from a young age, I think schools should be in on that. I think kids should be taken to, like, take a field trip, your whole class at, at a certain age to the animal shelter. They should see how these animals are stacked up, mm. in, you know, in the hallways of animal shelters because they don't have enough cages to keep these dogs in. And some of these dogs are in the shelter for 365 days before they get adopted or before they get put to death because mm. no one adopts them and then somebody's willing to go into a pet store and pay nine thousand dollars for a sick chihuahua yeah 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 no i think this is uh i think this is a good thing for new Braunfels. i think this is definitely a, a best of new Braunfels for me um yeah and you know hopefully hopefully reduce those numbers in the shelter that's i think is the uh, the ultimate goal here so And the one thing I will agree with you on is a store, a government should not have the right to tell a store what they have that, you know, what they can sell and what they can't sell. But I will say this when it, when it is a living thing, I think that's different. Yeah, no, that's true. Good point. Good point. So, all right, well, let's move on here real quick. Uh, Nicole to, um, sorry, what am I thinking? Oh, that's what we have going on here. The Comal County is actually, the Comal County Trail Alliance has actually helped out with opening up a new uh, trail in New Braunfels. Um, this is a trail that kind of goes parallel to the Panther Canyon Trail in, in Landa Park. Um, it's a little more strenuous trail that actually is higher in elevation. It kind of goes along up the uh, upper edge of the actual Panther Canyon Trail. So, uh kind of a neat little thing they did here they actually kind of took some i guess you could say some land that was already there and made a little more strenuous trail and had more people that already have access to that now i know we don't have a whole lot of trails in new Braunfels, so this is great to see even though it's in the same area as the uh, panther canyon trail this one which they're calling now the uh the rim trail in panther canyon gives those kind of more experienced hikers something a little bit more to look forward to. It's about uh, 
they're saying it's three quarters of a mile long. I don't know if that's round trip or one way because it kind of goes up the cane and off. It comes back the same way. Um, but yeah, uh, the trail will be open daily. And this is the interesting thing I found on this. It says 6 a.m. to midnight. That's I don't know. Weird. I know. I don't know who wants to go hiking at midnight. I don't know if it follows the uh, the park hours of Landa Park, but I thought Landa Park was only open until like 10, but who knows. But 6 a.m. to midnight is the uh, the park, the uh, trail hours on this one. So um, I definitely think this is a great thing for New Braunfels. And this is I, anytime there's a new trail, something that people can do outside as a family, with friends, whatever it may be. It's the best definitely. of New Braunfels, in my, in my opinion. Definitely. So have you been over there? I have not. I, um, buddy of mine actually let me know about this going on and I need to get out there, especially with this weather, how great it's been lately. So, so if you take the girls, um, they have a bunch of different, uh, trees, you know, different, um, regular trees that are when it, uh, the trail ascends up into them, a bunch of different shades, like oaks and ash <laughs> and juniper. Um, so they have Texas persimmon trees along the trail if you find any persimmons pick them up because i don't know if you've seen but that's how um a lot of the old timers used to predict the the weather uh for huh. winter um and so take them home and cut them open in half and take the seed out and it's a little black seed and then cut the seed in half and open it up it's a little teeny tiny seed and cut it in half and um when you cut them open it'll either look like a spoon inside and you can Google it, right? And so you can see it. It'll either look like a spoon, a picture of a spoon, or a picture of a knife, or a picture of a fork. And if it's a spoon, Texas is going to get snow. And if it's a knife, it's just going to be extremely cold. And if it's a fork, it's just going to be a wet winter, like rainy. Huh. So look for a persimmon when you go hiking. Yeah, we'll have to cut them up. And... We will have to check that out. So yeah, it's well, a lot of fun. Well, that is our podcast for today. So you guys kind of, uh, you know, the drill, we are on Apple podcasts, we're on Spotify, on Google podcasts. Uh, you can give us a like on Facebook. You can also rate us on Spotify or Apple and give us a five-star review or whatever you want to do there. Um, on Facebook, we are labeled as best to worst podcast. So you can go on there and check us out. And also in the show notes, we have a, a little link. If you click on that link, you can put your email address in there. And then we'll send you an email every time a new podcast comes out. So um, without further ado, that's about all we have. Nicole, you have anything else to add? Yeah, um, just if it if you think about it and you're so led, just take a bag of dog food or your old towels or your old blankets and just run them over to the Humane Society on Morningside Drive and drop them off. They can always use that. Um, it doesn't have to be anything big or expensive. You can always, you know, just drop off anything. You have our cat food. Um, they can always use that. That's all. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, you guys have a uh, wonderful rest of your day. Thanks. Bye. Bye.